The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, June the 1st. We are officially here. The wait is over. NBA Finals Game 1 tips off tonight at 8.30 Eastern. And we're going to give you our betting picks for Game 1. We'll do it as we usually do. We'll go through the spread. We'll talk about the total, team totals, anything that we do like. And, of course, we'll also discuss the player props that we do like for game one, but joining me here to help me break it down. You guys know him as the voice of the, excuse me, WNBA gambling podcast, the tennis gambling podcast, the NFL gambling podcast. And of course you're on the NBA gambling podcast, the Scott studio, right? Shell Scott, what's going on, my man. Yeah, nothing much. Looking forward to going through game one of the NBA finals. No offense to the overall series preview, but it does feel good to go back to uh, going through one game at a time. Looking forward to it. It is a rare NBA finals where I'm kind of satisfied if either team win because I like Jimmy Butler and I like Nikola Jokic. So whoever ends up getting a, their first title, I'll be pretty happy about it. But in general, looking forward to the final should be fun. Yeah, uh, it definitely is better, or I, I do prefer, I'm with you, just going game by game and, you know, breaking it down, whether it's spread total and player props, but it's always a good time. Um, and also joining us here, he's ready, it's NBA Finals, Lante. Lante, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Man, doing pretty good. I'm glad we get some uh, basketball. Uh, tired of doing all the, the breaking down and the analysis, looking at numbers, so just ready to get some actual quality basketball that we can uh, break down and learn from. So, yeah, look forward to it, man. Yeah, we, we got to enjoy these next couple of weeks because uh, then uh, the season will be officially be over and then we'll be in the off season. But um, hopefully it's a, uh, the off season goes by pretty fast and we'll be back for next season. But <clears throat> only a handful of games left, hopefully at least six or seven games left here for the NBA finals and game one tips off tonight, like I said. So, gentlemen, let's just uh, dive right into it. Game one. The current odds are sitting with the Denver Nuggets at home as an eight and a half point home favorite. Total is sitting at 219. Uh, Lante, lead us off, man. Denver Nuggets minus eight and a half at home. What are you thinking about the spread? Yeah, so I like Denver. Um, I think that risk versus risk thing has always been brought up between the teams with Denver having more time off than Miami. Miami went through a war that should have been a pretty much easy deal, but they made it a little bit harder on themselves. So, um, I mean, so the risk versus risk thing, teams with more risk are 81-77 and 2 ATS in the playoffs. That's courtesy of Killer Sport. So, um, the team with more risk seems to be more profitable. Well, it is more profitable. Um, and I guess you got to throw in uh, on the opponent and, you know, finals matchup. But also, still, the numbers are the numbers. And I think Denver can get it done here. They were saying all the right things about um, intensity in practice and uh, being conditioned so they can come out with, you know, not much rust. So I'm guessing that they come out a little bit more um, offensively driven. The defensive the defensive intensity that I've seen from them has been great, and I'll get to that in the total. But all in all, I think Denver is the, the better team. I think they got unreal home court advantage. The 12-3 and step in the playoffs, 9-6 and six ATS. Um, I think they will have – 
trouble early on just trying to figure out what Miami wants to do and how to plan. I think they'll be uh, prone to probably win by double figures. Uh, so I like Denver here probably by like 12 or 13. Scott, uh, spread. I'm on the same page here. I think Denver wins by double digits. Uh, I think that the number I was looking for was in between 12 and 15. So I feel like that's kind of where Delonte and I are on the same page. But I am going to go with Denver because one of the rest advantage, I got to mention it. I also do feel like Miami's still banged up. I know that, of course, they dominated in game seven, but it felt like physically they kind of crawled to the finish line. Bower might have tweaked something in the middle of game seven. Vincent has played the last couple of games. He hasn't looked very good, but he's been playing, so I wonder how compromised he is with his injury. It just feels to me that Denver is the much deeper team, at least in terms of size. I do think that they have a lot of front court depth that Miami really doesn't have. And the point is, if Miami is going to struggle with Bam getting into foul trouble, no offense to Kevin Love, but I don't I don't think that he's going to be able to stop Jokic, no offense. So I just think that Denver's going to kill them on the glass. We saw it a couple of times in the Boston series. Mostly not the case because Boston went smaller, which is why I thought Robert Williams should have played more. It was because Miami couldn't stop him in the paint. But my, Boston went smaller. The Knicks had a couple of games there where Mitchell Robinson rebounded very well and the Knicks killed them on the glass. And we saw Milwaukee have a couple of games where they killed them on the glass. I think Denver really should dominate the rebounding battle in the series, and I think that's going to be the case in game one. But Miami, I I understand how great of a story it's been. Once again, I push back and say that I do think a lot of the teams they faced in the Eastern Conference were mentally fragile. No insult to Miami, just acknowledging there were some flaws with the teams that they ended up beating. And I do think Denver is mentally tougher then Milwaukee and Boston. So in other words, if Miami goes down double digits again, do I think uh, Denver is going to blow it? The answer is no. I have more faith in Denver to hold the lead than Milwaukee or Boston. So I do think Denver gets up double digits. I think they hold on, and I think they win this game by 12 to 15. I think it might be competitive for maybe a little while, uh, but I do think Denver at some point blows it open. Jokic goes nuts. Maybe the guys hit some threes. It's really tough for me to fade a team that's undefeated at home entering the NBA Finals. I think Denver wins this game comfortably. I've been kind of on the fence about you know what side I want to I want to take here. I think well, you I, have I, Miami in six, so that's yeah. why I feel like it's trickier for you. Yeah. So I, I mean, look, Miami has came out and played well in all three game ones um, so far in the playoffs. Uh, they took care of business against Milwaukee. They came out and punched them in the mouth. I think it was a short turnaround in that game as well for them. And I know that was, I think that was the game where the game one where Giannis got hurt um, for the Milwaukee Bucks. They did it against the New York Knicks and they did it against the Boston Celtics as well. So um, I think early on is where I probably want to take a look at Heat, maybe first half, um, thinking that that rest over rust factor kind of plays in for Denver that it may take Denver, you know, a little bit and then they kind of break it open in the second half. And that's where they kind of pull away. Um, I'll, I, I'll go with Miami. I'll be contrarian. I think that I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I just have more, I have faith in this Miami heat team. They just find ways to, you know, Get down double digits, Scott. You t- talked about this a lot. That they have to get down double digits at least by ten points, and then they they make their comeback from that point. But um, for me, I'll take Heat first half here as well. Um, just thinking that you know Denver may have a little bit of rust. You know, they it may take a little while for them their shots to fall. Where Miami, yeah, they're dealing with the injuries, and they only had two games off here in between Sunday and 
or what? So yeah, two about two and a half days off in between games. Um, so I think that Miami keeps it competitive early on, whether it's first quarter or first half, and then eventually second half, maybe that's when we see Denver. Hey, okay, the rust is off now. We were off for about ten plus days, and then that start pulling away at that point. So I think my more favorite play in this game is going to be Heat in the first half to cover the number. Uh, would I be surprised if they c- cover the full game number? No, because I, like I mentioned, they have they don't give up. Unless they're down by 15 or 20 points with about five minutes left, and maybe Eric Spolstra empties the bench at that point and says, okay, let's just get ready for game two, try to steal that, and then get back to Miami, and we'll see what happens at that point. But I do think Miami is going to win uh, one of these two games. I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be game two. Um, just because of the short turnaround for the Miami Heat. Um, and the altitude also plays a uh, factor as well, right? I think we saw that with the Lakers where they were competitive early on in game one, and then Denver eventually pulled away in uh, in the second half against the Lakers. So I'll take Miami first half here. Um, getting over to the total, guys, it's sitting at 219 right now. Scott, lead us off on the total. What are you thinking about that? I'm really on the fence on this one because if Denver does win comfortably, then either Miami no-shows the game offensively or Denver just goes crazy offensively and the game ends up going over. I think I'm going to lean under. I don't feel great about it either way, but I think I'm going to lean under, hoping Miami maybe throws Denver off for a couple of stretches with some unique defensive looks, and Miami might just have exhausted legs. So I do think that I'm going to lean under. I really don't feel great about it. The total's probably my least favorite play in the entire game because it could go either way. I'm going to lean under and assume that Miami's tired legs carry this under, but I really don't have a great feel of it one way or another. Okay. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I love the under. Um, unders are 15-10-1 over the last 26 finals games. Um, Denver's defense has been exceptionally well. Uh, they've held um, opponents to 103 points per game inside Denver, uh, and they've also held the teams under – 110 points in six of the eight games that they played at home. So I think their defense is just complimentary of their offense. I think their I think their offense is the best unit on the floor. I just don't trust Miami's offense to be able to score enough to keep up with them. And like one like you said, I think the Heat come out. Um, they might be you know just running off adrenaline and they might outplay them early on. So it could be a back and forth slow down effect. I'm not sure they want to get in a, a track meet with Denver. So I think that will play into favor with the under. Um, and they, it's kind of like a filling out process. I guess like in the Super Bowl, we see teams that come out and, you know, run the ball, be conservative. So I think we see a lot of that in game one. And then in the second half, I think Denver pulls away. So I like the under. Uh, I think Denver's defense can prevail. And like you said, if it gets out of hand early, they get 15, 16. I'm pretty sure it's will pull those guys. So I like the under a lot. Um, if you aren't a fan of that, I would probably lean – more so to the Heat team total under. Uh, I just don't trust their offense against Denver's defense, which has been pretty good um, in the playoffs so far. Well, I do want to ask you, since the total kind of segues into a question that I have for both of you, when you're looking at how Miami succeeded against Boston, they were pretty good in transition because Boston's transition defense was pretty underwhelming, and we know Denver wants to push the ball the entire game. If you're in Miami, I know you don't want to get into a track meet against Denver, but you also probably don't want to get into a half-court battle against Jokic. What do you think Miami prefers? Are they going to try to run, or are they going to try to slow it down? I think that we saw against Milwaukee that they were very successful pushing the pace, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what one of the adjustments that Milwaukee, or sorry, Miami and Eric Spolster made. They played with a lot of pace. I mean, you kind of go back and look at the final scores in some of those games uh, in round one against Milwaukee. I mean, they put up 130, 122, 121, 119, 128. Um, so I think they're comfortable either way. I personally love the over in this game. I think well, game that's, why one, I, that's why I was asking because if Miami wants to push the pace, it's going to go over. Yeah. So, and again, we've seen Mike Malone and Denver Nuggets throughout the regular season, even in the playoffs, they like pushing the pace. So I think we're going to see pace in this game. I think that early on in series is where I like to play my overs because especially in game ones where it's kind of a feel it out type of process. And then as the series progresses, you'll see the defensive adjustments being made by both head coaches, by Mike Malone and Eric Spolstra. So, um, if and if you don't like, I kind of do agree about Lante's point that maybe if this game turns into a fifteen to twenty point game at let's just say about five minutes left in the fourth quarter for Denver, that you might want to look at Denver's team total to go over because they've been able to put up a lot of points at home as well uh, in these playoffs. I think that first game um, against Minnesota. They put up 109 points. They could have easily put up a lot more, but that game got way out of hand for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and there was no point for Mike Malone to keep his starters out there, and he eventually did you know, bench them. So uh, for me, I think that we'll see pace in this game. I think Denver is really going to push um, the legs and see where they're at um, rest-wise and fatigue-wise. Um, and I think that may factor in in the second half, especially having to play in altitude. So I personally love the over 219. I'm a, I that's probably going to be my log for today. And I also like the Denver Nuggets team total to go over in this game as well. That's where I am with the total. Uh, Blonde, did you have thoughts on uh, Scott's question? Yeah, so I think both teams are comfortable winning either style. Um, but Miami's offense, like pace-wise, it's more predicated – well, to me, it's more predicated off getting turnovers. So they killed – uh, the Bucks and also New York, well, Boston to a certain degree too, in points off turnovers. Um, average, I think, over 20 points per game in the first two series with points off turnovers. But I don't yeah. think Denver's, I don't think Denver's going to turn the ball over that much. So their pace is kind of dictated on what they can do defensively as far as getting stops. But they've shown both teams have shown that they can win track meets. I think the first game off you mentioned LA was like 126 122 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then they beat Phoenix 97-87 if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they can win in numerous ways. We saw what Miami was capable of in the New York Knicks series winning those rock fights and then they were scoring high in, uh, in the Milwaukee series. So, I think both teams are predicated to do both things well. I just have to lean towards Denver doing those things a lot better because they're one at home and to the se- the best team, I think, and like I mentioned with Denver's defense, I mean, they've dealt with, you know, Booker, KD. Um, I mean, to a lesser degree, I mean, Anthony Edwards was was pretty good. Also, now Jimmy, a different animal, of course. I think they're more equipped to deal with Jimmy Butler than they are anybody else that they played. Um, if that makes sense. Uh. Didn't mention the two regular season games. I'm not sure if that is relevant or not, but uh, Denver took care of both those meetings during the regular season, uh, 124-119, and then 112-108 were the final scores in those games. But again, playoff intensity and Mm -hmm. playoff um, defensive level, you know, elevates obviously uh, in the playoffs. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Before we get over to player props in this game, let me tell everyone about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is a world's first bet now pay letter Visa card. 
Edge currently offers up to 2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge opportunity. If you're holding that Denver Nuggets futures uh, NBA championship ticket, or even a Miami one, and you need a he- uh, he- you want to hedge it to guarantee yourself some profit, Edge Boost is there to help you out. Edgeboost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge 0% interest. Do, do, do you know of a way you can access more money to place your favorite bets without paying any interest? I haven't come across that. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys, let's get into player props here for game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, Jelante, why don't you lead us off with your player props, my man? What do you got? Yeah, so I, um, one of my favorite ones throughout is going to be I'm going to be on it throughout the entire series. Uh, I got a future bet on it. Well, I guess a series long bit. Um, Duncan Robinson over one and a half threes made. I mentioned yesterday is over in 11 of his 17 playoff games in his run. Uh, in the games, he didn't go over. Uh, his minutes were pretty low. So, I mean, you can kind of see he was playing like six minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes. So it's hard to get the volume up. But he's in 48.3% um, over the last seven games from from three. I think the emphasis will be on stopping the dribble drives from Lowry when he's in there, from Vincent. Uh, so I think that they'll be more prone to shoot threes off handoffs. So I think Duncan's a perfect player to do that. So I like him over one and a half threes. Probably can ladder it up and get some plus money if you do three plus. Uh, so I wouldn't wouldn't be shy away from from that. So that's one of my favorite plays on the board. Uh, I like Bruce Brown over eleven and a half points. I think his role will be pretty much expanded. I mean, he's playing a ton of minutes, but if you notice, like the Miami Heat, they have you know Vincent, they have uh, Struce, they have Lowry, they have these guys on the perimeter, and I think that Bruce Brown is going to have to be more key as far as from a defensive aspect because you don't want Jamal Murray running around all day on all three of those guys. So. I think he'll be implemented a lot more, especially with the second unit. I think he has the ability to score. Um, he's attacking. He hasn't been shooting that well, and he still went over this number in three of the four games against um, Los Angeles. Uh, so, I mean, the bench unit for Miami is their weak link, as we all know. So I think he'll have success there and when he's implemented with the starters uh, in that, like, second quarter to fourth quarter window, usually when he plays with the starters. So I think he'll – a shadow fall tonight. I think he'll get over this 11 and a half. All right. Uh, Scott, what do you got? So I'm going to start off with the basic one for the superstar uh, players here. I'm taking Jokic over an assist or triple-double or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to take. It's game one. I think Jokic has a great performance here. I said before Miami might try to experiment with its coverages on Jokic because there is no right answer. They're giving all the usual quotes. We need all five guys to stop Jokic. You know, we don't – we got to figure something out. Game one might just be throwing whatever you can out there and seeing what sticks. So I can see Jokic having a lot of opportunities to carve up this defense where Miami's not going to let Jokic go crazy offensively in terms of scoring. But with all the different looks, Jokic might just be able to find open teammates. And I think Denver's going to cover. So I do think that the supporting cast will shoot relatively well in this game. I like Jokic over an assist. I think that's probably one of my favorite props. It's really tough to go against a guy that's just averaging a triple-double in every series that he plays in. So I do think he's in line for a good game with facilitating. And I do think a pretty underrated play for that same idea with assists. I actually like Aaron Gordon over two and a half assists. You look at his last couple of games, he's gone over pretty regularly. 
He's had at least three assists in six of his last seven games. And he's also, if you want to include regular season games, he's had at least three assists in each of his last four games against Miami. That's regular season. I care more about the six of seven in in the last seven games because that's the playoffs. But I think Aaron Gordon's in line for a decent series here. And I do think that Gordon can get some opportunities, either in offensive rebounds or maybe even just by cutting back door, maybe finding open teammates. I think two and a half assists seems a little bit low for a guy, once again, that's gone over in six of seven. I like Aaron Gordon over two and a half assists. All right. Uh, a couple of player props that I like. Um, start with Jamal Murray over one and a half steals here tonight. That one's around plus 140. Um, he's done this in, well, I think it's been five straight games for the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Denver Nuggets. And if the Miami Heat are going to continue to have turnovers, I think that Jamal Murray is going to be able to take advantage of it. Uh, just kind of reading off the numbers over his last uh, five games, four steals, three steals, four steals, two steals, and two steals. So five straight games he has done this. I agree with you, Scott, about Jokic assist. Um, I looked at uh, rebounds and assists combined at over 23.5. I think at that point I might as well just play the triple-double uh, at minus 110, but I think both of those numbers are at minus 110 uh, for Nikola Jokic. Um, let me double-check here. Yeah, so over 23.5 assists and rebounds combined is minus 110, and him to get a triple-double is at minus 110. So um, if you don't want to you know, lay the or bet on the extra th- what two and a half or three and a half there? You could just play the triple double at minus one ten. Um, Bam rebounds is something I was intrigued about. Um, it is at eight and a half at minus one thirty. I think that if the Miami Heat are going to have any type of success in the series, they're going to really going to have to limit the second chance opportunities for the Denver Nuggets because we know that off of those offensive rebounds, especially with Nikola Jokic at number one, he can you know grab those rebounds and put them back up and in. Or guys like Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, those guys can grab those offensive rebounds and kick it out to one of their shooters, whether it's Michael Porter Jr., whether it's Jamal Murray, whether it's KCP, and they can knock down those three-point shots. So I think the um, uh, rebounding is going to be really important here for the Miami Heat. So I do like Bam over 8.5 at minus 130. Um, and I think that was it. Uh, Caleb Martin threes are still at 2.5, but I kind of want to see how he responds after just being absolutely amazing in the Eastern conference finals where there is some regression due for him. Um, but I think that was still at plus money for Caleb Martin. Um, and I think that was the ones that I did like, did you guys have anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, Michael Porter jr. Rebounds. I'm tempted. Yes, by. That was the other one. Yeah. So he's done a great job rebounding at a couple of double doubles against the Lakers. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's going to need to be so heavily involved in rebounding. Like he was with LeBron and AD and all the guys that the Lakers have down there, but he has so much size over everybody else. And I do think Miami's once again had some issues at times rebounding against Boston. But for the most part, they were fine because Boston would take Robert Williams out of the game, go smaller, and Miami actually matched up relatively well. I do wonder if Miami might send maybe a guy and a half at Jokic trying to stop him from going crazy on the glass. So maybe Porter Jr. comes down, gets some extra rebounds there. Gordon really has not done a great job rebounding. In this, year, in this postseason, so that does open up some opportunities for Porter Jr. I'm not saying he's going to get a double-double, but I can definitely see him getting eight-plus rebounds. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, NK asking, is Murray under 26.5 points and Bam under 10.5 uh, rebounds good for tonight? I think I would prefer the Murray under 26.5. I know Terrell likes that one as well. It's, Terrell thinks that uh, Jamal Murray may not have a good of a series as he did. Um 
in the first three series, I guess we can say. Um, I ten and a half of getting on Bam. I, I think that you could probably end up with nine or ten, um, but it's just going to be. It's going to depend on again. This game turns into a blowout. That that's where player props go to die if you are on yep. the overs. Yep. Um, but I think my more, I think from those two, I would probably go with the under on Murray. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on those two player props? I kind of uh, like both unders, but the Bam <laughs> under I am tempted by because I'm just expecting him to end up in foul trouble in the first five minutes of this game. Like, I, I don't know how he's supposed to. I said Miami's going to try to experiment. Will they leave him on an island for maybe the first two minutes and let him get up? Uh, maybe. I don't know. The point is they might just see, you know, whatever works out and whatever doesn't, they'll live with the consequences. But I see Bam being in foul trouble in this game uh, throughout, so i probably lean to Bam under. Murray, I do think that number's a bit high, but yeah. the argument is, you know, maybe he can have himself a great game. Miami historically has done a good job of defending him. So I kind of like the under on both, but the foul trouble is really the concern with me for Bam. Do you think he stays on the court? Because I feel like Jokic is going to put him in the blender the entire game. I think that's the one of the more intriguing matchups. I'm interested to see what Eric Spolstra does. Obviously, I think Bam is going to start on Jokic. We'll just see how well he is able to defend him because he hasn't had a lot of success in his career guarding Jokic, especially this season. So um, that's something I'm going to keep my eye on as, as we see game one and what the defensive plan is going to be for Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat as far as your joker goes. Uh, Delonte, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a cop-out, but it's kind of depending on how they're calling. If they're letting stuff go, and he'll probably stay on the court. I yep. personally think that he that Spolstra is going to mix in a lot of zone and, like, matchup zone and probably play more Kevin Love on um, Joker and get help from, like, opposite sides. So, I mean, I, I like Bam in the series. I think he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot on offense because if Joker's his primary defender – then they want to put Joker in a lot of pick and rolls and make him work on defense rather than just sitting back in the paint, you know, playing free safety. So I'm a fan of him um, in this series. I would probably lean more so to the under on Murray because I, I really don't think he has to go nuclear for the win. I think he can be pretty average, you know, 21, 22 points, and they still have a great shot of winning by double digits because they have so much firepower offensively. So, um, yeah, I would lean to under Murray, and I see a world where Bam can get 10 rebounds. I see a world where he can get, like, 15. It just depends. So I probably would more so lean towards the under for a play, uh, under on 26.5 for Jamal Murray. All right. Um, you guys have anything else? Uh, Reggie pointing out half over half a block for Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I could get behind that. It's just him getting one block. I uh, don't hate that. All right, uh, guys, before we get into our lock and dog for game one, let me remind everybody about the two contests that are happening on the SGPN app. That's going to be the NBA Finals contest and also the Stanley Cup. NBA Finals tips off tonight, so make sure to get into the NBA Finals contest. Stanley Cup doesn't uh, go till Saturday, I believe, so you do have time. But again, don't waste time. Get into the, both of those contests. They're both free to enter but they're exclusively on the SGP and apps So go to your uh, Google play store or the app store, wherever you find your apps, uh, make sure to download the SGP and app, hit that contest tab and you'll see both of the links there for the contest. And the winner of each of those contests get a hundred dollar SGP and gift card um, over for the merch store. A lot of great stuff on the merch store. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, but if you haven't already go and check it out store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And again, 
Download the SGPN app and enter both of those contests today. All right, guys, let's close out this episode strong. Let's get into our lock and dog for game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off, man? Yeah, so I'm going to lay it with uh, Denver for my lock. I uh, mentioned how good they were defensively. I think their offense is the best unit on the floor. Um, some trends in, in the favor of Denver also. Favorites of four and a half or more um, are 18, 8, and 1 since 2013. That includes road and home favorites. So uh, NBA Finals favorites are 9 and 3 ATS the last, 9 and 4, I'm sorry, ATS the last 13 games. Um, and usually the point spread doesn't matter in the finals. Um, According to, I can't remember who wrote it. I don't know if it was JVT or Thule on Vison, but I got the stat from them. Uh, it's 96%, 47 2 2 ATS over the last nine seasons. The winner of the game just automatically covers point spread. So, point spread doesn't matter. Kind of just pick a win and go. I think Denver is uh, capable of winning by 12 to 13 tonight. So, I like them a lot laying the eight and a half for the lock. Uh, as for the dog, I briefly mentioned the Alabama, so I'm going with. Uh, I couldn't. I, I guess you, his double double is um, is not that tempting, so I'm going with 20 plus points, um, 10 plus rebounds. You can parlay that on FanDuel. It pays four plus four seventeen. So I'm gonna go with that my, for my dog. I think he has a good night in the glass. I mean, he has to. Nobody else is gonna. They don't have any other um, inside. Dip. They don't have any um, rim protectors, so he's gonna have to play smart. He's going to have to play with the ball in his hands a lot. I think volume will be there. And I think he just has a good night overall. I think he has a good series also, especially after that um, performance in game seven. So I like Bam a lot. So plus uh, 417, 20 plus points and 10 plus rebounds for Bam. Yeah, I was looking at Bam's game logs against the uh, Denver Nuggets, and he's done relatively well scoring the basketball over his last five games, 21, 10, 21, uh, 21 points, six rebounds, 10 and 10, 24 points, 13 rebounds, and then 22 and seven, and then 19 and uh, only had two rebounds in that game. But um, they're going to need Bam this series again. They're going to need all five Definitely. guys um, Definitely. Uh, if they're going to they want to have a chance to win this series. So um, yeah, I can get behind uh, Bam here tonight. Scott, what do you got? Lock and dog. Yeah, so I'm going to join Delonte. I'm taking the Nuggets. I found minus eight and a half still available, so I'll take the eight and a half. At the end of the day, I think Denver's going to win comfortably. They're in altitude. They're undefeated at home. Miami might be exhausted from the game seven that they just had. It's a very good spot for Denver. So I'm going to go with Denver to get the job done comfortably in game one. And for my dog, I am going to go to a combo play. It's going to be Jokic to get a triple-double and Denver to win. And that pays out a plus 134. I think Jokic is in line for a game one masterclass here. And once again, I think Denver is going to win this game. So I'm I'm basically doubling down on... The Nuggets, I'd say like one and a half downs because I'm taking the money line the second time around instead of the spread. But I think Jokic has a triple-double, and technically I can't take that as a dog because it's minus 105. So give me that with Denver to win the game at plus 134. All right. Uh, All right, for my lock, I'm going to take the full game over here tonight. Um, I just think that there is definitely a possibility where Denver scores 120 plus points here tonight. And then also I think that Miami does do their part of scoring the basketball to push this game over the total. Um, we've seen it in the first three games of this or first three games, first three rounds game ones for the Miami Heat's what I'm trying to say. And I believe all three of those games did go over the total. And again, we talked about style of play of what Miami prefers. I mean, we've seen it throughout these playoffs that, 
they're comfortable going up and down the floor. They can get into a half court set as well. And they'll be able to find their points um, in any given way. Denver at home, we've seen it throughout the playoffs. We've seen it during the regular season. They're very comfortable at home. They like pushing pace. I think they're going to continue to push the pace here tonight, really test the legs of the Miami Heat here tonight. I think we will see uh, points being put up in this game. So over 219 is my lock for game one. For my dog, Jamal Murray, uh, over one and a half steals. He's done it in five straight games. It's at a plus price. I think that he can continue that here tonight. Kind of correlates that if we do see a faster-paced game here tonight, that the opportunities for turnovers are going to be there as well, whether that's out in transition or whether it's even in half court. I think Jamal Murray um, has filled up the defensive box score since the Lakers series. He did it in the uh, Phoenix series as well. He's not uh, opposed to getting blocks as well, but for a guy that's done five straight games, I'm going to take that to the bank, even when it's at plus odds. So plus 140 over one and a half uh, steals for Jamal Murray as my lock for game one. Of the NBA Finals. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Game one, again, tips off tonight. Make sure, guys, if you haven't already, for all of you listening and all of you watching, uh, get into that NBA Finals props contest on the app, on the SGPN app. Just go to your Google Play Store, go to the App Store. Uh, If you haven't already downloaded, just hit that contest tab and get into both the NBA Finals contest and the Stanley Cup contest. Again, winner gets a $100 SGP and gift card. uh, And I I know all of us are going to be in there. So we'll see how we do in this prop contest. Uh, Scott, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? Not really. Looking forward to game one. Uh, Should be fun. Uh, It feels good uh, having, once again, two really, really fun players to root for against each other in the NBA Finals. So I'm looking forward to the series. Also, you have two good coaches with Malone against Spolstra. So I'm looking forward to the series. Should be fun. Uh, Lante, anything else? Yeah, man, I'm alone with Scott. Uh, I don't think championship could go to uh, two better players. Uh, especially the Heat organization as a whole. Um, so I'm like happy with the result regardless, but as long as I win a little bit of money on the side. But uh, yeah, couldn't agree more with Scott. Looking forward to the series, uh, specifically game one, to see what we can take away from it. Over or under two and a half camera appearances by Pat Riley in game one? Uh, five. Under. five. You think five? I don't know. Five. It might be correlated because I don't think they're going to show him when Denver's up 15. So it might yeah, be correlated. Fair. But That's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, All right, guys, uh, we'll be back sometime over the weekend to Handicap Game 2. So definitely, again, if you're not following the Twitter account for us, go ahead and do so. Follow us at SGPNNBA. And if you haven't already subscribed to the uh, YouTube channel here for the NBA Gambling Podcast, go and subscribe. You'll know when we're going live, uh, not only for the NBA playoffs, we're all throughout the offseason. Make sure to follow Delante on Twitter at XXLanteXX. Follow uh, Scott on Twitter at Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Enjoy the game tonight, game one. Let's make some money. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it.